Hi, I'm Jen Schwartz. This is Think Fit, Be Fit. This podcast is all about not just doing fitness, but being fit. All right, welcome to the first episode of Lab of You. Lab of You is a series of podcasts that are for educational purposes. This was born out of my client base, always asking the same questions. And also, um, it's about installing a learning mindset and mastery mindset into my clients. I know that people do better with health, fitness, wellness, getting over injury when they know more about their body, the process of it healing, the process of it, you know, not having linear progress, meaning not having straightforward progress, that there are bumps along the road. So this is all about connecting to that because progress is not linear. You do not set a goal and just wake up naturally and do that thing for 30 days. That's not how this works. There are ups and downs. There are limitations. There are uh, responses from your body that you need to listen to in order to make your progress as predictable as possible. That's what this is, you know, this was about. This is about learning and understanding more about that process. Because, you know, we're not, the, the science on strength training and the science on injury is not done. It is so far from done. We are learning new things every day. So you, so my purpose for a lab of you is so that you understand more about the structure and the function of the thing that you're trying to change, which is your physiology and your neurology and your, your biochemistry. So I'm making it, I just used some big words, I'm sorry, but it's really, I, I'm gonna make it as, um, palatable as possible. So what this one is, Lab of You is about today, is about strength gains. They should be about, you know, what strength gains should actually be about. Strength gains should be all about these three things. And we're, so how we're going to go through this, I'm going to, uh, give you a, a working definition of strength because you cannot have a vision for yourself and a goal for yourself if you don't actually know the thing that you're trying to get. So do you want to move better? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to just have the freedom to do whatever exercise pleases you? If those, if that, if, the, if you can identify with those questions then let's say you need to define strength better because all of those things are created from strength. What do I mean by strength? (laughs) 
that's a, a funny question to me because like many things in the fitness and the rehab, uh, like physical therapy industry, one word has many meanings. For example, stretching, flexibility, tension, strength, resistance. All of those things have multiple meanings. So you have the physical therapy version, you have the fitness version, you have the fitness magazine version, you have the actual biomechanical and physics version of those things. What I'm tempting to, attempting to do is to take my knowledge, which is the physics, biomechanics, and physiology, into the layman terms so that you can do better. This is like human 101, how to do you better. So this is what I mean by think fit in order to be fit. We're going to define these terms. So strength, uh, it's, if it's your vision, right, like put it, you know, say these things to yourself. How are you getting stronger? How are you getting stronger? Because there's different ways to get stronger and there's different adaptions to exercise. So you just don't do exercise and get stronger. There's a whole process that happens. So I call that the window of opportunity. After you exercise, there are things that you can do to make your body better adapt to the thing you just did to it. Um, for example, when uh, there's a stress, there, there's a stress or. So when you have stress, what is your response? There's a, usually a decision that needs to be made and it's most of the time it's subconscious. But when it is conscious, when you're making a decision to respond to stress, you are either, that's going to create a cascade of hormones, chemicals, and then physiological change to your body. So um, take this information so that you can use it in that window of opportunity after you exercise or before you exercise so you're thinking about the right things going into exercise. So... Um, we're going to start with the three types of strength. There's the mind-muscle connection. There's the threshold of a muscle. So that's two. And the third one is an ideal muscle physiology scenario. So uh, let's go back to one. Mind-muscle connection. There is uh, this saying out there. Um, there's a mind-body connection. And if you think it, you can feel it and you can be it. That one's true. But the So let's get more into like how you can think about this mind-muscle connection. So it's much more than a runner's high. Really. So when we think about a mind-muscle connection. We think about, um, actually, I'm just, I'm going to back up on that because I don't know what you're thinking. I know what I'm thinking, but uh, it's much more than a runner's high. What a mind-muscle connection can be is syn synaptic strength, 
it can be you growing new connections and learning new things in your brain and that having a positive change in your muscles and your whole body, your whole physiology. Um, the research that I love um, that really talks about this mind-muscle connection is uh, from Brad Schoenfeld. His awesome website is called lookgreatnaked.com. So you're welcome. And what, and he does, and you know, he does some serious and rigorous, well, well-rounded research, um, reliable research. And what he did is he took 30 college-aged men and he asked, um, they got into two different groups with one group had an internal focus, mind-muscle connection, and then the other group had an external focus. So they performed four sets of arm curls and leg extensions for eight to 12 reps on three non-consecutive days per week. So uh, I guess they did this for like eight to, I don't know how many weeks, but uh, so what happened was the internal focus group they got, um, they were coached by the trainer to imagine the muscle that they were working, contracting and changing length and, you know, putting out energy. The external focus group was just told to push the weight. So think like CrossFit, like think like putting out numbers, like, okay, just do 12 of these and push the weight forward. That's, that is the external group. Um, so what happened, uh, is that the internal focus group had, um, double, double the muscle gain. Um, so they measured, it was eight weeks and, uh, they measured muscle growth and they got double the growth in the biceps. They did not get the same amount of growth in the quadriceps. And that is really interesting. Um, and there's some... Uh, what, what I heard the researcher Brad Schoenfeld say, did I say his name right? Yeah. Uh, what I heard him comment on and what I read is that, uh, they didn't get the same feed, uh, results in the quadriceps because we're like pretty dexterous and we do very fine motor skills with our hands. So, it was easier for the person who was untrained. We're not talking about bodybuilders in this uh, scenario because it would be that that would be actually a completely different mindset. So they took untrained 30, co 30 college aged men and uh, it was easier for them to see the bicep and understand what the bicep did because you can really see it, especially on a man. And uh, they couldn't really see or like connect to where the quadricep was, which is the front of the thighs. So that's what they attributed to um, that finding. But honestly, like th that is that means that if you work out with an internal focus and thinking about your muscles, you're going to get stronger. So if you just think about getting stronger, you get stronger. That's amazing. I, I I hope you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice because 
you know, you do have a strong body and you do have adorable body. It can withstand a lot of force. I've seen it. I've touched it. I've worked in cadaver labs. I'm telling you that that material that you are dealing with when you are working out, the muscles, the tendons, and the bones are so strong. So you really have to think about that. That's your first type of strength. That is the foundation for getting stronger is thinking you can get stronger and thinking that your muscles are doing the work and you're connecting to that. So the mind muscle and the mind body connection is real. Um, that's the first type of strength that I need y'all to think about. So the second one, and this is where it gets a little bit, um, I'm going to try to keep this simple because when I get excited about muscles, I talk a lot. So uh, the second type of strength is how much force is this muscle capable of generating? And I, <clears throat> I would call this thresholds. So this is kind of a novel concept, right? This is new. And it has to do with a, in, on the micro level, on the microscopic level, we're talking about ion channels. You know, we're talking about what is going through um, on a cellular process and what the threshold is of that muscle for it to contract. So you have um, high threshold muscles and you have low threshold muscles. So meaning it takes more stimulus or less stimulus to get that muscle to contract. Um, and, you know, that 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 is what they call in muscle in like physiology books. That's called um, fast twitch and slow twitch muscles. And what that has to do with is what, you know, how much force the muscle is capable of generating and when that threshold is met for it to generate that strength. So this brings me into the important takeaway for this type of strength, which is what muscles actually do. What muscles actually do is they contract, meaning um, think of muscles like Velcro. So you've got two slaps of Velcro and they... Um, they inter like digitate and like interweave each other and they stick via tensile force. So the more Velcro that overlaps, the more tensile strength there is present. So when you tense your bicep, uh, and that means like drawing your forearm and your elbow closer to your shoulder, right? Like we all know like the Popeye you know, pose, right? Um, I'll post one for you if you don't know. And that um, that is actually the muscle, like that Velcro overlapping and coming together. I also use the analogy like a leather belt. So the more you overlap your leather belt, like this, the more it's gonna, the more strength that it has to hold your pants up. So that's what muscles do. They contract, they overlap, and that's, that's strength. Like that's how they get enough uh, tensile force to meet the external force that it's um, being challenged with. So that could be a dumbbell. That can be anything. Um, 
And so when you when you think about muscles stretching, they don't actually do a whole lot of stretching. Muscles just unlap themselves. They just like un uh, the Velcro moves apart slowly, or the belt has two notches instead of three. So uh, that and you know that is for another conversation and. Um, one I get questions about all the time. So that so that's the second type of strength. The third type of strength is I would call it an ideal muscle muscle neurophysiology scenario. So the best way I can describe this and is when like think of two cars. Think of a Tesla and think of um, OJ Simpson's Bronco. Okay. So we've got these two cars and one car, you press a button and like all cylinders come on and it just purrs and you can go to 60 seconds pretty quickly. I don't know how quick, but I've been in a Tesla S type and they're fast. So you turn on and it's like quiet and like, but you also like feel the vibrations. It's, it's just, it all happens at the right time, right? And then you've got this Bronco. Um, that thing, it's so we're talking about efficiency. Get it? So when the Bronco is sitting at a light and wasting gas um, at 18 miles per gallon, uh, you know, it's just putting out energy. So that would be, so we have the Tesla. So the Tesla is like Hussein Bolt. Or my incredible snatch <laughs> lifting technique, right? So when you get the right lift or the right squat, that is the ideal muscle neurophysiology scenario. Uh, when you just drop into that weight and you get under the bar and then you can push it all back up. And that's like, I just said like, that was, that was like a second of actions that happen. We're talking milliseconds of action and like neurochemistry and electrical biochemistry happening all at once. Um, and then you have the person with poor posture trying to put weight over their head like dumbbells. And it, you know, it kind of is more like, you know, grandma with one foot on a step reaching overhead to get into, no offense, grandma. Um, get, you know, like a cup. There's a totally different, there's two totally different scenarios happening there. And so the ideal muscle neurophysiology scenario is all cylinders firing. That is the most rewarding and able to handle heavy loads and all the benefits that come with it. So uh, you can get those benefits if your system is ready and it's primed and um, you don't fatigue it. So there's a point where all of this goes out the window and you're just recovering from fatigue. So that would be like your last set when you push too hard. That's kind of, that's what's happening. You know, you're just recovering from fatigue and you're not going to get all three ideal strengths inside of that. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's all about, this is not about applying it right now. It's just about defining it. 
So if you know how these strengths work, these three types of strength are good for you and that you can achieve them and that they are inside of you, then you're doing good. Like you're doing well. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's more about having, okay, it's just more about having all those three things and knowing what they are. Um, so why is this important? The more people fall in love with exercise, the better, you know, the better for them, the better for me, the better for their family. You know, what, uh, just be able to define what type of strength that you're going for today or tomorrow. It might just be the mind-muscle connection. You just might need to plug that. Um, you just might need to uh, stable what I was uh, about, you know, stabilizing one area and moving another area. So that would be like a one-arm press, stabilizing your core and moving the weight overhead. That's another goal. And then the ideal muscle muscle neurophysiology like scenario, that's the stuff that you want to work towards so that you can elicit that in every single workout and know it and you feel it. That's called the zone. That's called flow state. That is what you want every time you work out. So that's this installment of Lab of You and which is just defining strength better, defining what you want, what is better for you and so that you have more purpose going into the gym um, and that you have a good mindset about it. You know about the micro changes that can happen when you have a well-executed fitness approach. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and comment, like, dislike, just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.